You're listening to the Mentors for Military podcast with your hosts, Robert Gowan, Rudy Lindsay, Mike Pritz, and Kat Kalin. I got a bit nostalgic yesterday driving into post. I mean, it was the first time probably, God, I don't know, 15 years. Maybe, maybe it's been before that, but... I don't remember too much of the post prior to that. And with the buildings change, the streets change, everything looks different, but yet it still looks the same in my memory as you're kind of driving in. Of course, Building 4 has totally changed there at Fort Benning, and the Ranger Monument wasn't there. It was just a really neat experience yesterday. So I had been, the first time I'd been to Benning was, well, when I was doing my in-processing at CRC. Back in 2011, and we were only there for, I think it was about like two days. The camp for CRC is like located way in the back of Benning, so you're not even on like main post. Right. And I remember a gal and I were driving around, and we were around the airfield, and we drove where they have airborne school, and we just thought like, wow, this is so cool. You know, we've never been, being out from Nevada, it's like you don't even, you don't see like military stuff like that. So, and then when I moved here... It's not the same nostalgia, but it's like now I get to really kind of investigate and and feel out the post and see how things are and how things run here and the old traditions and everything. I can imagine all the guys that we met yesterday and yourself included, you know, you guys don't go there very often. For me, it's just like, oh, you got to go to Benning again, you know, but seeing how this family reconnected and you guys could like talk about different experiences, like I can definitely, you get that pit in your stomach because it's you just it, you you kind of like put it in the back of your mind but then it it just floods you and it's all good stuff too you know so i mean that was that was like a big family reunion yesterday that's funny i was telling my wife when i got back about it and she was like you know i know you have some great memories but i also can remember those other times and it's just interesting when you look back you don't always remember the bad you only remember some of the good now mind you as i was driving through post after we left, I drove around just a little bit, then left the the installation to come back home. As I was driving through, I can remember the roads running down through it, you know, doing PT formation or individual, you just kind of running through the, the different places and seeing the way the roads look different and having like a flood of emotion. And then at times I could remember things that weren't quite as pleasant, but yet it was still memories. You know what I mean? It was still part of my life and part of my history and talking to some of those guys there it was really cool did you know about the equipment that we were talking about and all that some of it well the strikers and everything I I, because I had on my first deployment I used them right well we we didn't use them we loaded them from there I was a little comfortable with the conversation but not even close to the intimacy that you guys had like you were just I mean, it was it was funny to see because it's like you never and that's I'm like jumping around, but it's like you 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 have these guys from all different backgrounds, and then all of a sudden you guys just like start talking about one little thing, and it's like oh yeah this and then this and then this, and it's like instant connection. Yeah, you know, and it was uh, funny because it kind of came and then it went. You know what oh, I mean? It was yeah. like you know yep yeah, we talked about that, but you could tell you're right. It was for like minute and a half, two minutes, boom, yeah. we were right you there guys, and. You, you're feeling the the smells and the 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 breakdowns and you know like coming from when they first came out when they had like no what is it the level of armor and then now they're right. like yeah why would you change it because it's awesome now but the terrible um, engines yeah everything the position that I'm in with just having worked with regiment overseas 
not having gone through selection and the history of regiment and the rangers and just but it's so funny because when i first moved out here and kyle was showing me around post he just how you said like kind of nostalgia but you you still kind of have that bitterness about you're like i remember going through that and how much i did not like it but it's so funny because when i got here he was giving me kind of a tour about like when he first got here. Now he's been in regiment the entire time. So like I say, he's like a born ranger and uh, he gave me the tour and it's funny because it's like the same things. It's like he, he drove by airborne school and he's like, and I remember when we fell this and this guy did this. And he's like, they were talking about running, which I can't remember which inductee that was. I'll have to get my list out, but when he was talking about the first time when he went to go stand at 1st Battalion, and he's like, the first thing I remember is like, PT, you know, I have to make sure your PT is good. And that, that five-mile dash, it wasn't a run, it was a five-mile dash. And I remember, it's so funny, I, it kind of brought chills back to me, because Kyle, years later, brand new Ranger, he's like, you know, I was fit, but the very first time that I got to Ranger Regiment, my squad leader took us a, for a run around the airfield. And he's like, it was the worst experience of my life. And I thought I could never even stand up to toe to toe with these guys. And it's funny because it, yeah. it, this is their history. This is the kind of stuff that all of these guys have gone through. And as much as I hate to say that I would not want to go through that kind of stuff, but it's like, man, I wish I had those experiences and that history, you know, because it's just, they all just, they all embrace the suck, you right. know, and that's, that's what, who defines what they are. And it's, it's just weird because being, involved with the new rangers and like their personalities and just the type of guys that they are and then hearing world war ii vets and you know vietnam vets all these new guys that are old guys that are getting um inducted into the hall of fame like they're so alike so and similar I mean, so let's try to set the stage i mean so we we first arrived there and we're out at the ranger monument when we got contacted by carl monger that he's in the area and carl's from gallant view he's actually the founder there and uh we met him went inside and had lunch and while we were sitting there at lunch we started meeting all of these individuals these rangers and it was such a surreal, so, I don't know, so fascinating experience. I mean, there were guys there from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, uh, current state, you know. Darby. Darby. I mean, Darby's Rangers. It was so cool when they started going through, well, after the lunch and everything, we, we went into the auditorium and they started going through the Ranger history and the presentation when it began, before the actual presentation of awards and the opportunity for each of those that were receiving the awards and to the hall of fame to speak and they as they were going through the history i thought it was so cool that they actually would say this element of history world war ii do we have any rangers from world war ii mm-hmm. then this history you know the darby rangers do we have any darby rangers and it was I mean, again, seeing these guys that stood up and knowing what they went through, especially in that period of history, it was fascinating to me, one, that they were still there. I mean, wow, the experiences that they had. I wanted to just walk up to them and go, okay, now that I know that you were part of Darby Rangers and everything, I'd love to sit down with you and just talk and hear your stories. Right. Going back to the, when we first actually walked in with Carl and you know, we're just in that little cafeteria and we're standing there and he's, you know, he's, he knows everybody in there and he introducing us to, he's like, oh, there's Sergeant Major of, or retired Sergeant Major of the Army, Bill Gates. And 
this is my friend, Sergeant Major Millinger, that's going to be inducted, you know, and it's like, wow, you wouldn't, they, you just look at these guys and you're like, you would never, th- you thought they're just in there having lunch, you know, like, oh, these are just guys right. that work in the building. And it's right. like, oh my God, like. Well, it's funny because when you, when you actually were introduced to Sergeant Major of the Army, Bill Gates, it was like, can't take out your camera. Yeah. I, and I'm not even, I mean, I was like, just in awe. It was kind of weird for me because I was just like to just be yesterday, like standing among these giants, you know, these people that have created history and have lined up history, especially for Ranger Regiment, which such an elite force. And I'm so, like I say, I'm always humbled to have worked with them. And that experience definitely, it changed my life. But being among these men, people don't understand the capacity or the work that they've done and survived, you know, and it's like you're standing there and it's like, it's just another day for them. They're just among their friends and catching up. But they, I mean, just the impact on a, you know, I'm just a female staff sergeant having worked with Rangers. Their motto, Rangers lead the way, like defines regiment. If you get the chance to go to an inducting ceremony or even just look online for the Ranger Hall of Fame and research these guys that have been inducted and their history and who they are and what they've done. I mean, I, we were among them yesterday. Right, right. I mean, isn't that just crazy? Just it like was. The, like- the one guy was fascinating, too, that older gentleman was wearing the white shirt, and he had all of his ribbons on, and wearing his black beret, and the whole bit, and he came walking by, and obviously he had served in the Korean War with the Marines, as well as serving with the Rangers, and uh, he started telling each of us that, get ready, we're going to sing the Marine Corps song, and we're, we're thinking, what? And all of a sudden, he breaks out into the whole Marine Corps song right there in the cafeteria and singing the song and trying to get us, obviously, to sing with him. And I I don't know the lyrics to the Marine Corps song. I've heard it many times, but I don't know the lyrics to it. So, again, being among all of these different folks that were in that cafeteria, that if you would have just walked up to them, you would have never known at any period of time who they were, what they've been through, uh, anything like that, because they... They're just regular people, and that's what it's supposed to be, obviously. But the history that was in that room, the history that was in that auditorium, the men that were there and what they had done was so fascinating. And I think it was such a privilege and an honor for us to have been there and to have been a part of it. And then again, like you had mentioned, Carl introducing us to all these different people. One of the people that he introduced us to was Larry Moore's. And I tweeted about it and also put it on the Instagram account about how Larry was the platoon leader during what everyone knows now as Black Hawk Down, based on the movie title. But this guy was the platoon leader during that time frame. He was a previous enlisted soldier that became an officer, and this was his time as a platoon leader. He had gone into Grenada and all that in previous periods of time. But such a humble guy that that didn't really talk much about that, even though I... I asked him a few questions here and there about do they keep up with one another and but well, all of these guys that, when he shared that story yeah. about they stay connected that is what vets need to do you know what I mean like how he said they all went down to Texas and they had things for the kids and you know everyone was able to hang out there like he was so happy about sharing that you know I know I mean if you google or watch the movie you can get the history of events of what happened that day and how incredible he is and and just his leadership i mean that's but like you said like if you start talking about 
alcohol or rangers giving back or what he's doing now like he was like so you know it was really nice to hear he's like yeah my wife is still serving and now i you know i'm taking that side of the parental role and he's there's no issue with that you know what i mean right. and that's just so cool to have like a he made the conversation comfortable because honestly i felt like i was like in Hollywood among celebrities, you know, because they were just so, they have such awesome history. So I was standing out front waiting for you to show up when Larry came walking up and he said, isn't it great to be back at Fort Benning? Obviously, I look like a tourist there with my cell phone out taking a few photos here and there. And I go, yeah, it is. And I said, do I, do I know you? And he said, well, I was here. And he started mentioning the time and the periods. And I go, I was here as well during the same time frame. And Obviously spent a lot of time within the co- compound there at Ranger Regiment. And perhaps, we, you know, we run in, we ran in each other at that time period. I don't know, but you certainly look familiar. And we probably spent five minutes talking about periods of time, what we were doing at that time and such. And he says, I'm here for the Ranger Hall of Fame. You ought to, you ought to go check out the museum while you're here. And I go, oh, yeah, definitely. I plan on doing that. So it was so funny when we were sitting there in the cafeteria and he was introduced to us. And it was like, you well, know, Carl did the little side yeah. elbow. So you see that right there? He was, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm just like, oh, my. and you're like, that's the guy I just saw outside, <laughs> you know? I had no clue that this was a guy that was a platoon leader of that period. I mean, again, these guys were very humble, very uh, just regular individuals. You had never had a clue. It's not like they wear it on a sign on their something on them that says, hey, I was just regular people. And it was really... It was really nice how they embraced us as part of their family. Now, I also will mention that while we were in the cafeteria, you were introduced multiple times. And it was very interesting that when Carl introduced you to others and they found out your background, how they reacted to you and your background. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and that surprised me too because it's, I mean, these are these are rangers from before 75th was even created and you look at like the dynamic and the tradition the brotherhood and when he introduced me and said you know she was one of the first cst's to go out with the rangers they were just like oh that's incredible you know we you guys did such great work and all of them were just kind of like it it was an instant connection you're not just this some starstruck prior service chick that's in here. Like we have, no, they had no idea who I was, right? Which was absolutely fine. But the thing is, is once that you have that small connection, and when he introduced, like you kind of have to put in like the little bit of ping of, hey, you know, she she gets it, you know. And that's like what was so cool because they were like, oh yeah, you know, you amazing work. And what's I have to share the story. So, the sergeant major of the army, Bill Gates, when Carl introduced us, I mean, he was the nicest man just so very gentleman came up shook shook my hand you know it was just so just a pleasant a joy to be around and the lives you've impacted i'm just standing there like oh my god and uh right and i at first like sergeant major millinger he's like yeah you know that's retired sergeant major bill gates and i'm like no i'm like are you are you pulling my chain right now and i felt like an idiot because i was just like (laughs) Because I thought he was screwing with me. He's like, he's like, no, why would I do that? Everybody does that. You know, that's just like the nature of the beast. But Sergeant Major Gates came up and he was talking to me and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I know about, you know, the female engagement teams and uh, cultural support teams. He's like, it's a funny story. And he's like, I'll take you back to the 90s. And he said, I met I was down in Fort Polk and I met this gal and she was a PFC and she was on the, she was a gate guard and I went and talked to her and I was a Sergeant major then, or I I had retired. And he said, 
I asked her what she did and she said, well, primarily I was, I'm here as a female engagement team. You know, we're, we're learning how to work with um, the women and bridge that gap. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, so what are you doing up here? He's like, well, my command wants me to be a gate guard. So this is why I'm here. And he's like, oh, so uh, what rank are you? And she said, I'm a PFC. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, so what does that stand for? And now mind you, He's not in uniform. He's just some average Joe just standing there. She has no idea who he is. And she says, so he says, what does PFC stand for? And she says, pretty effing cool. And the, and he said, I almost lost it. He, he, the way that he, he said, when he was standing there telling me the story, he covered his mouth and he was just like, I could not believe that she said that. So I was walking away and all of a sudden I hear, do you know who that was? And it's the other gate guard. And she's like, no. And he's like, that's, you know, Sergeant Major of the Army Gates. And she lost it. She's like, I'm sorry, Sergeant Major. And he just, he's like, I'd wave my hand out. But he's like, that was one of the funniest stories I have ever, or one of the funniest stories I tell, especially with my encounters with women in the military. And I'm like, that is funny. Because, you know, it's a great guy to talk to, very down to earth. I mean, no boundaries. Even meeting Larry. Oh, yeah, my niece is a... Uh, she was a CST. You know, for me, all I was thinking, these people who are, are individuals who are influencing the youth, influencing their families, and creating these rangers or service members that are coming in and are being completely successful because this they are the, like, epitome of who you need to be, you know? And I was just thinking, I'm like, what an example to live by. Like, what an example to have. You know, I have no military in my family. I'm jealous of her because, I mean, for her to have an uncle that is open and willing and share and, you know, and sharing and like, and honored that she's kind of like paving the way also like continuing the legacy. It was, wow, that's so cool to have that influence. It, again, it was really a humbling experience. We, we, and we got to meet Michael Schlitz. We were introduced to Michael. And if you don't know who Michael is, go out and Google that name. Fascinating individual that's doing a lot for veterans. Carl Munger is another one that is really fascinating. We hope to have Carl and Larry both on our future show. But those guys are doing great things for veterans in different ways, especially around mentoring. What they're doing to what we're doing here, it was a common thread as well with many of the individuals that we were introduced to. They want to give back. It's about, I've been able to do certain things. What can I do now to give back to my brothers and sisters to help pull them forward? and trying to help them cope with the assimilation back to the private sector. In my service, I a lot of people ask me, who's your role model? Who do you look look up to? And honestly, the most influential people that I've, I've ever met were the Rangers and the guys that I went with on the ground. And I know it sounds cliche, and if any Rangers are out there listening, they're like, she's just saying that. But no, I mean, I my life is completely changed, and I always say that. But one thing that I just kind of like dawned on me, and you know, I think it just takes a – a reminder is if you don't have that influence, if you don't have that leadership that you're that you're looking for or that you need, you need to get on the internet and you need to Google these guys, the names that we said, Carl, Larry, Michael, Sergeant Major Bill Gates, and look at these individuals and their accomplishments and the struggles and the successes that they've had because that is all you need. I think that's so important and I'm so I, I'm just really honored and and just a big fan that the fact that they are sharing their stories and they're still reaching out and serving vets because those are the guys that make the impact. I mean, they had a huge impact in the service, but they're still continuing to make an impact 
for the vets that are coming home with different sense of or different set of problems. So to our audience, take a look at the the Ranger Hall of Fame because those guys and their backstory and what they're doing now is absolutely incredible. And, and, and it was such an honor to be among them. And I'm sure that there are many other organizations that's very similar to this that, that do these types of things. But the fact that we were there at the Ranger Hall of Fame, we were surrounded by these individuals who are very humble that really don't take themselves too seriously. They enjoy the camaraderie, the family experience that they were having there with fellow veterans. It was truly a, a sense of family and such that was there. As I mentioned, we're gonna we talked with Carl, Larry, and Michael about an opportunity, hopefully in the future, of getting them on a podcast. I think they have some great stories to tell in terms of how they're mentoring these individuals, whether they're going in or coming out. And I think it'll be a great story to share with our listeners as well. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and at Facebook by searching at Mentors, the number four M-I-L. And please subscribe to our podcast. It's free and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show. We have several options depending upon your device. And we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio.